Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Just talking about which Broncos have had the best camp so far heading into the first preseason game tomorrow night. And our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. We flipped that coin over. Um, and, and and by the way, if, you, if, you, if you're just joining us, the guys who we were talking about having the best camp so far, Justin Simmons, Randy Gregory, full agree on both of those. Uh, Stoke finished with Pat Sertan. I like Zach Allen uh, in that third spot. Um, not not worth the argument there. Good conversation. Um, if we turn the coin over and we talk about Broncos who have had a lackluster camp so far here. And by the way, so camp is like going to be over here. Like it's it's a week. It comes it comes and then it goes. We have a week left. So uh, quick of being out there. I think fans have two more practices. Is that it? I think so. Two more? I think so. Wow. All right. Crazy. Uh, yeah, Crazy. it's, um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do a camp recap, but I think overall the experience has been um, very positive as far as viewing it uh, from a fan's perspective. I hate the media deal that they did to us, um, that Sean Payton did to us. I'm, I'm blaming him. Okay, well, um, it definitely it, that's not a joke. This is yeah. this is a Sean Payton thing. Yeah, and how it used to be compared to what it is now. I know people are like oh boo hoo hoo. Uh, nobody stinks. You know, usually we're out there uh, right on the field broadcasting and um, and then right on the field watching practice. Right, right. So it's it's a big big difference for the media as a whole, which I hate. But I think the overall viewing experience for the fans and, and the tickets and all those things, uh, the Broncos have done a, a great job with that. I agree. And, and by the way, you're saying, hey, it's, it's about the media. Well, it, it impacts our listeners, too, because we'd be able to be there at camp and say, hey, uh, can we grab Noah? Noah Fant. Hey, uh, Shelby Harris. Hey, fill in the blank guys that would come over through the years um, and chat with us. And, and our listeners got to hear those voices right after practice. It was really unique. And it was the same way for years. Didn't matter what coach was here. Um, and that's the way that it is mostly around the country. And um, this year, that was that was different. So that was stolen from us. Mm. Sean, Peyton, who has struggled here? Um, it starts with me. Uh, it starts struggling. struggling. Huh? Struggling? It starts with me. <laughs> I've struggled <laughs> this camp. That's Zach. accountability I'm, right there. <laughs> I'm going to hold my hand up here. <laughs> me. The, the, the guy that struggled the most is Brandon Stokely. Uh, that's good. That was good. That was good. Um, Mike McGlinchey, yeah. I think, is number one on my list because of the expectations, the amount of money that was paid to him, and it's been very underwhelming, to say the least. Right? Um, and I'm just going, I don't know Mike McGlinchey from, I haven't studied his film, I haven't watched him at the 49ers. I'm like, I've taken the rearview mirrors off. I'm just evaluating him with what I've seen. And it hasn't looked good. Plain and simple. It's 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 clear cut. My, you know, it's like okay, either you block the guy or you don't. Right, pretty easy. And when you don't block the guy and he and he's around the quarterback and you're you're jumping off sides and things like that, um, it's right there in front of you. It tells a story. And so a lot of money they paid for him. A lot of money. And hoping to figure that right tackle position out. And it's um, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Right, like we said with the offense. When we were being critical of the offense, when they looked bad, hopefully we'll see some improvement. Obviously, his camp started off, um, you know, not the way that he wanted. He wasn't around; had personal issues. Uh, I think someone uh, passed away. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's awful, right? That's an awful way to start camp. Um, but when you're out there, you know, doing your job, and you're getting paid, you know, you got fifty something million guaranteed. You got to perform better than what we've seen so far. But new system for him. Um, learning, and, and hopefully he can uh, get better and, and and be that guy and that uh, we we were hoping he would be when we signed into that huge contract. Well, speaking of the contract, I, I was curious, uh, um, getting off the air with you yesterday and thinking about this and thinking about this segment, I was like, what was the Juwan James contract? Because I was trying to figure out, would this be, if McGlinchey doesn't pan out, that's a big if, we'll see what it looks like, right? 
But if McGlinchey, for whatever reason, doesn't pan out, would this be the biggest swing and miss at the right tackle position? And, and it would be. Juwan James signed a four-year, $51 million contract with 32 guaranteed. McGlinchey's got more guaranteed money than Juwan James' entire contract. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to do the research. I could have told you that. Well, I wanted to numbers. get the numbers. Not the numbers, you know, but that it was going to be way more with McGlinchey. Yeah. Like, way more. Way yeah. more. That's I mean, what I would have told you. Like, way more. Way more, Zach. Like, way more. And you would have been right. Yeah, of course. You would have been right. Um, my second one here, uh, and we're talking about the most lackluster camps. Who, which Bronco um, has had uh, a lackluster camp? We got three of them. Started with McGlinch. you agree with that one? A thousand percent. I'm having, like, a hard time, you know, finding the next couple. But I think for me, personally, um, Marvin Mims is on that list. Right, because I think you have to look at it from a perspective of what, what were your expectations for this guy, right? I know he's a rookie. Like, uh, well, well, like if anyone says the bar is low for rookies, it's me. My expectations aren't high for rookies. But when you move up there in the second round and you go get this guy, then you hear all the buzz around him and what kind of playmaker he is and, and all those things. And I really, I, like, I haven't seen anything from the guy, though. Like, I haven't had, like, a practice where I go, okay, there it is. There it is. It's been like, did he practice today? That, that, that's kind of been um, the theme for him, uh, from my perspective, evaluating him. is like, oh, did he, was he out there? Now, the last few days I did notice him a little bit and, you know, made a play or two, uh, but nothing spectacular. I, his speed hasn't jumped out no, on me. And, no. You know, that's the stuff that you were hearing from Sean Payton. Yep. And I just haven't seen it once again. We're a couple weeks into camp. He's a young football player, young rookie. I was just hoping to see something to say, okay, that's why that that's why this guy's going to be really good. And 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 this thing opened up for him, and he's getting some run there with that those 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 early groups now. Right, the, the door open for him to possibly see a lot of playing time this year. But he's going to have to go out there and make some plays. He's going to, and I've seen him struggle earlier in camp in the kicking game. And I'm going to tell you right now. Now, I wake up nervous about the Broncos. So when I talk about Javante's health or Randy Gregory, so I, I kind of wired this way, and, the, and not even wired this way, the Broncos have conditioned me this way, talking about this football team for now a seventh season, um, and it's the worst NFL stretch in the organization's history. It just so happens. Um, I'm really nervous about this rookie uh, being the kick returner and the punt returner. Really nervous. Really nervous. And because they've they've tried to address this with guys who kind of look similar and similar profile from Isaiah McKenzie to Montreal Washington to um, gosh who was the other uh, little speedster that was a Trinity Benson or um, might have been another one in there but they have yeah, tried and lot. tried and tried it kind of feels like a right tackle to an extent and I am freaking nervous about a guy who's never played a down in the NFL out in that role because those mistakes are very very loud and impactful and I'm just nervous about it. Yeah, you uh, you have every right to be, right? I mean, we're conditioned that way. I mean, it's been brutal. All our special teams have, for the most part, and especially our return game. It has cost us, you know, multiple games. And um, now we got a young guy back there, and they're going to give him every opportunity to be the guy. Hopefully he can be a difference maker back there, right? That'd be great. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll see as this thing progresses what he looks like. I'm just hoping to see him start picking up some speed and, um, and and start making some plays here, uh, so I can say, okay, all right, I feel better about him. But right now, I'm 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 a, I'm a little bit nervous about Marvis, Marvin Mims uh, Jr. Uh, is it, this is, year? Is, I'm gonna say in this yeah, year, yeah, yeah, yeah. This year. yeah, yeah, rookie. Want to clarify that? Um, do you have one other name of a, of a camp that's been sort of lackluster? I I really can't. Um, you know, I don't want to pile on Russ here um, because the last few days have been good. And yesterday um, was a really good day from Russ. Like, that was a really good practice. I shouldn't say that one out of every, you know, 12 or 13 practices, though. Like, he's had one of those really good practices where it wasn't like, oh, Russ had a Russ had a better day today. Well, why did he have a better day today? Well, because he had, you know, two good plays or he had three good plays. You know, that's like, wait, what are we doing here? So... I'm, I'm just not – I'm staying away. I'm just not going to feel like I'm piling on Russ, so I'm just – I'm not going to do it. I'm, okay. I'm going to be nice. It's Thursday. Zach, I, I don't know. Um, I, 
none of these running backs have disappointed receivers. I mean, Jerry Judy, but because I just expect him to look like he did two years ago in camp, right, where he's like seemed like he was catching five or six balls every every day, and we haven't really seen that from him. But that's a byproduct of a lot of this offense, and he doesn't get a lot of reps out there and, and drills. And so I'm not going to say Jerry Judy. He's been fine. I, I don't know, man. You can leave it vacant. I, I, I am. Do you do you have one to fill that void? Because I see you got a lot of hate in your heart today. You're down. <laughs> you're down on the kids. You, you, if you missed it, Zach Zach opened up the segment with um, uh, how he just hates little league baseball and they shouldn't show it on ESPN. And I hate little league baseball the on ESPN and, day um, after day after day. Yeah, and like the whole ball, like, like 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 you didn't even realize they play like for the for the you know little league world championship whatever yeah, they call it's it a little league world series yeah right but like like that's where they go to but you like you know like have pride in your country and Wait, try to win not, the thing no i i of course i what? It has nothing to do with pride in my country right like we all root for the usa teams this is like a team from Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, yeah. playing a team from you know uh, 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 Saratoga, New York. It's like who, like what, why, why is this on TV all day long for days and days and days? I just don't like Zach it. Hates the kids. Okay, who, yeah. who else do you not think had a um, a good camp? Do you have another name? The kids, the kids, the kids collectively. Just put them all in there. <laughs> just get them all in there. Wow. Uh, a member of our team here. At Do you the, have one or no? Do you um, have? A, I thought you were going to have one. Not, uh, a name? Not, no. No. Okay. Not. Not really. Not I guess really. that's good, right? I mean, there hasn't been like, oh, this guy's been a huge disappointment. I mean, we could say Albert O because he's fifth on the depth chart, but I've already, I, that, I wasn't expecting anything from Albert O. So that's why I'm not like. Um, but I guess you could say he's had a lackluster camp. Yeah, hasn't. Been, yeah, if it's, it's it doesn't have to be bad, just lackluster. Just, yeah, it's it's lacking. Luster. Okay. Uh, a member of our team here at the fan says we owe him an apology? Oh, who, us? Wait a second. Us? Yeah. Are you? No. Me? Us? Two? Yeah. Both? Yeah. Come on. Details next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station. 1043 The Fan. Jesus in America too. She's a I had the kids last night to myself. I want to come in with this next time. Next time. Dude, I've been on in my early 20s, like from 20 to like 25. So listen to the doors a lot. The doors. They're like, yeah. And I had it cranked up in the house last night. My kids going nuts to it. Like, pretty cool. Roadhouse blues. Roadhouse blues. But yes, Tom Petty, my guy. Always. Always. Oh, you think I'm going to like that? What's that? You think I'm going to like that song? The door song? You yeah. 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 Right. It's like something that could be played in like a, a honky-tonk in Louisiana. Just Come like on. banging down the walls, dude. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. I, I, maybe I, I don't know the name of it. Maybe I've heard it. You're a thousand percent have. Okay. You're a thousand percent have. Um, you like that? The door song he's talking about? Don't, don't speak on it if you don't know. I don't know if I've heard it. Okay. okay. Yeah, so. You okay. definitely have. It's like me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll click when you're here. Yeah. Hi. Member of our team here. Teammate. At the fan. Oh. Says we owe him uh, <clears throat> not just an apology. An apology letter. Yeah. Oh, a letter. He wants us to write him a, a letter. And this was, this was... Hour one, segment one of Schlereth and Evans. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, here's a little bit of uh, Mike and Mark this morning. I was listening to Stokely and Zach the other day, the mm-hmm. Zokely show. The Zoke. And my man Zach was was making the point that, hey, you know, with Russ, it's not just what we saw last year. He was coming off a bad year in Seattle. It was last year in Seattle, too. 
Yeah, you just kind of yeah, scrunched no. up your eyes. And no. I, I thought the same thing when I heard that. So I went back to look just to be sure of uh, what I was already thinking. And, yeah, it just confirmed it. Now, that was the year in which he busted up a finger. Yes. In uh, in October. Mm-hmm. On a Thursday night game. Yeah. So in that season that was interrupted by a busted finger and took some time to kind of find his groove again, uh, and he did by the end of the season, that year, 14 games. uh completion, 3,000 yards, 25 touchdowns to only six picks. Okay, I actually didn't hear that part uh, uh, from this morning, which is totally fine. Um, It was down down 15 touchdowns year over year. I mean, it was the least amount of touchdowns that Russell Wilson had thrown in in a half decade. Uh, He finished strong. He did that, that last year in Seattle, but... Yeah, just just responding off the cuff because I didn't hear that. It, it was it was his. It was a uh, from from Russell Wilson and you know kind of three thousand one hundred yards, right? Twenty five touchdowns. I mean, it's a nice touchdown to interception ratio. We take that this year. Heck yeah. This this is what we're looking for this year. Twenty five to six. Yep. Twenty five touchdowns to six interceptions, bro. He does that this year. Broncos might be a playoff oh, team. Man, probably would I mean, be. Look. That would be amazing if he if he uh, is able to do that. Um, but it wasn't like he threw for you know forty five hundred yards and um, the season before he had thrown for over forty two hundred with forty touchdown passes. So he took a step back there last year, um, and then obviously this past year or two years ago took the step back in, in last year in Seattle. Then then last year obviously we we know what happened there. So I think I think it's still a. Um, you know, something that we are obviously on the edge of our seats to uh, evaluate, you know, this year and see. Like, this this year I think will tell us a lot. Um, I don't know if there's any more excuses that we can say for him. You know, not that he's saying, but that we can say for him or that meet, some media members can say for him. Like, if he doesn't get it done and doesn't play at a, at a high level, you're probably going to start hearing the talk of, like, he is definitely – you know, trending way in the wrong direction. Um, and, you know, how many more years does he have left to play in the NFL? I mean, that's where we'll be at. But um, so th- I, I think, you know, that 2021 season in Seattle, it wasn't awful. No, right? it wasn't no, awful. No. It wasn't awful at all. I mean, it was a solid season, uh, but it wasn't as good as these year before. So to your point, like you could see a little regression there. And then the big regret, and, th- and that's what happens, you know? Memo. To Evans, right, and and Mark should have told him this. I, I did, I did listen to it because you know uh, I was up early bringing my kid to school. You know, I still do it. You mm. know, it's not, it, does, it doesn't stop. Love 47. it. Love it. Um, so I was up early and, and it was good, and they they were having a good show too. And Mark was on. Mark was on. Sometimes Mark's, you know, he's when he's on, he's on, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was all over Evans. So would put a smile on my face. I did hear um, some of that. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, so, but I was listening to them uh, th- this morning, bringing my kid to school. But but Mark should have told him this, right? That look, it's it, it's usually this is the way it happens. It's not like you um, all of a sudden go from uh, a seven thousand yard passer to a you know one thousand yard passer. Usually, there's you know a little regression, and then it's wham, bam. Oh my gosh, what had happened to this guy? Right, we see it all the time at the running back position. Oh yeah. Where it's like, oh my goodness, yep. Dude, this guy was a thousand yard rusher last year. We did that here, yeah, with your guy, Melv. <laughs> your guy. It's like, oh my gosh, he can't even run the football anymore. Yeah, like, oh, what happened to him? Like, he can't break a tackle. Um, and that's usually kind of what happens. It's like a, uh, you, you go down just a little bit, right? And it's not drastic, and then it's all of a sudden it's off the face of, and that's what we saw with Russ. So from forty touchdowns to twenty five to sixteen, yeah, yeah, um, and that twenty five to sixteen is a huge drop off. It is. So we'll see if he can get it back going. But this is kind of how you usually see things when when it's game over for your career, right? Um, so a little bit disappointed, in Mark, not like uh, you know holding Evans accountable for his his words there. Our analysis training camp twenty twenty three is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. The the clip you didn't hear, I kind of set up is like. It was the first second there that because we were detailing what was going on at practice and now the offense got better that we needed to write Mark an apology letter. It's like, wait, what? 
We're, we're already taking a victory, victory lap on the Broncos' offense before the first preseason game is played? Bad communication between you and um, Kisner and Spivak. It wasn't bad communication. Yeah. It's bad execution. Oh, well, no, no, no. Well, 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 yeah, Kisner, Simmer saved the audio and told me this was the clip. Oh, now it's on Simmer. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He Not called, me, he called me at 8 a.m. Here, wow. here's, my, here's my text at 9.53. First segment of the morning show stinks as me and Stoke owe him an apology letter for overreacting to the Broncos' that's, slow start yeah. offensively. That's on That's on those two back there. Because you got to listen to it. I, I read it. I thought it was the same exact clip that Simmer would send me. Wow. See how it's just like, it's not me, it's the computer. It's not me, it's Simmer. It's well, not me, it's Drew. Well, I mean, well, back, well, back to Mark. I'd like Mark. to hear that apology from Mark. I'd like to hear that clip. We can, we, maybe we, tomorrow. We can get to it. We maybe can get we'll, to maybe it. We can. But if, if Mark, of all people, talking about celebrating early. Right. The way he told us that the Broncos were getting Aaron Rodgers on draft oh, night. Oh, oh, oh. You don't celebrate oh. early. Just wow. let it play out. Well, he even called in. He wanted he to call into the show. He did. He wow. did. Well, let's see. Let's, let's see. We didn't overreact. We we said what happened. Right. That's all. Who was overreacting, Mark? Like, you sound like, you know, some of our listeners that listen to two seconds of our segment. And, I mean, not the majority of them. Majority of our listeners are smart ones. They are. Right? We got the smart group right in the middle of the day. Um, but like, we are reacting to bad offensive football. It's, it wasn't good. We, did we say that this is what it's going to look like during the season, Zach? Did we never, ever say that? Never. That would be overreacting. We kept on emphasizing that, hey, guys, this is still early. Yep. But, yeah, it is concerning. Uh, but still have a lot of time. It's a new offense, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I would like to see more from Russ. Russ is looking like he did last year because he was. No one's overreacting to anything. Just say what happened. We're just reacting to what we saw, but also making sure we let people know that it's still early and it's a new offense and hopefully it improves and gets better. That's not overreacting, Mark. That's just reacting. You owe us an apology and we want it tomorrow morning. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) We have had disagreements uh, between uh, ex-NFL guys here on the station on how productive a day like today is will actually be for the Denver Broncos. We'll take a dive into that coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Your hands up on the wheel. Okay, I like it. No, dude, I want to hear your story, but you were spot on. This could be like a song a year down in South Louisiana and a honky-tonk yep. or whatever. And literally, I, I, This is good stuff, yeah. I was All in, right. and keep this low, kids. I was in South Carolina in a small bar with my wife that could be classified as like a honky-tonk type place, and they had like an eight-man band there, and they were doing this song, and it was just like a moment in time. It's like... This is the greatest place in the world to be, right here in this bar in South Carolina, listening to this band that no one knows play this song and just tear the house down. Love it. Yep. Let it roll, baby, roll. Let it roll, baby, roll. Let it roll, baby, roll. Let it roll. How long? All right, we've had uh, disagreements between ex-NFL guys here uh, on the fan on how productive of a day today will be for the Broncos. It's like, wait, today? What could be happening today? Yesterday was training camp. Tomorrow's a preseason game. Today they're going to travel to Phoenix, Arizona. Um, What are they doing? Well, Sean Payton told us a little bit earlier in the week, uh, what today will be like. Check this out. Thursday's practice, Thursday, we'll, um, we'll come onto the field, you know, out of the 
I think that's south, out of the south corner. And we'll paint the picture. Our bench is over there in Arizona. It'll be the first time they see what we do pregame stretch-wise. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be game-like. You know, we'll go through all of that. All right. I, I love it. So they're doing that at their facility, like like they're coming out of the tunnel for um, at Arizona, right? And, and this is where our bench is going to be. This is where we're going to warm up. This is the side of the field we're going to warm up, right? And perfect. Right. Well, well, I heard some disagreement about, like, the actual just order of operations. I, I was driving in, I think it was yesterday, uh, driving in a training camp and listening to the Players Club. And Orlando was like, you know what? Today's day before. Oh, was it, was it two days ago? I think so. Okay, it, it might have been. Orlando didn't work yesterday. Uh, you're right. You're right. Yes, yes, club. yes, you're right. You're right. So it was two, two mornings ago, and he's like, man, I hated stuff like this. Like, I just thought it was a waste of my time. Like, I remember them trying to tell me how to huddle up. Like, dude, I played right tackle my whole life. Like, you don't need to tell me where to stand in the huddle. And Nate and, and Chad were on the other side of it. Like, hey, no, this is important. And they had their own reasons why. Um, but it's, it's always interesting for me to hear two different perspectives of guys who played in the league. And then, of course, forward thinking. I'm like, okay, where's, where's my co-host fall on this stuff? Yeah, you know, um, it's all about the details. I'm surprised Orlando's down on the details, right? The little details. It matters, Orlando. Come on. Um, I don't want to watch the Broncos run around out there and guys not know where to go, not where, go, not know where to line up, not know stretch and warm-ups, and all these things are new for everyone here, not just the new guys, for everyone here, right? Um, and even when you're a veteran guy, you, you, this is this is part of camp. It's just part of it, right? It's just what you got to do because you got – you know, 30, 40 new guys on the roster, and you want it to look good out there. I get it's preseason, but, man, you know, we don't want to look like the uh, the JV team running around out there. We had enough of that last year. Sean Payton's bringing something new to the table, and we want to look like our, our operation is, is, is buttoned up here. So I think it's important, especially this year for the Denver Broncos, but it's important every year, you know, every year to start – the season, usually you start, you know, and all you're doing is the basic three-step drop stuff. And you're showing people where to line up, where where the, where to line up in the huddle, all those things. Um, and because it's, it's, it's new for someone. And um, you want it, you want, and that's just what you have to do. Uh, you kind of have to start all over again every year. Is it, are those days kind of boring sometimes? Yeah, it is. But, like, you're laying the foundation again for a new year. What we did in the past doesn't matter. We're starting over, and we want it to look good. And so it's just quick refresher course in some of this, some of these things for some guys, and and that's okay uh, because because it's it's important. Yeah, it's the small details, and they add up to be uh, big deals. And you know, if it if it if Sean Payton didn't do it, and it looked like you know very unorganized order of operations, what what would we say? Like, mm. oh my gosh, we paid this guy ninety something million bucks. This is why I wanted. This is why I wanted a, a proven head coach. A guy that's been there, done that. I want him for for days like today. Interesting, right? I, I want him so on on game days it looks organized. We look like a football team that knows what they're doing. Now you're going to have some penalties. You're going to have some guys that run on the field when they're not supposed to. And but you know, to days like today, you 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 do your special teams with the third group, the fourth group in the fourth quarter because you don't you you trying to limit those mistakes of. You know when guys are when you only when you have twelve men on the huddle or only ten men right, on the huddle, right? Right, and so that that's what days are. And you're not doing anything today anyway. You're playing tomorrow. You're traveling today, so it's not going to be any kind of tough practice or hard practice or anything like that. You're not missing out on anything by doing this stuff. Uh, but I I do think it's important um, to figure this stuff out, and and I think there's a calmness that it provides to some young players that have never done it. Now they're like. Okay, all right. Now, when they start walking down the tunnel, they're like, okay, I know where to go. I know where to line up. I know what's first in our warm-ups before the game. I know where I'm going to stretch. All these little things. Um, you know, I know for me as a young guy, like one thing that I kind of, that, that I didn't want to screw up was I never wanted to be in someone else's spot. You follow me? In like, in like your warm-up line or your stretch yes, line? stretch. Okay. Stretch line, but also their seat for meetings. You feel me? Sure. Like some of the veterans, like they have their seats, right? You know, and it's like uh, that's the last thing I want to do, right? So, like when you know where you're supposed to line up, where you're supposed to be, you know, for me, that's comforting, right? Um, 
And it's a little thing, but it, but it also like that that was something, especially in the meeting rooms. I was always very aware, like and wanted to wanted to know like that I wasn't going to be sitting in you know I don't know let's say Tony Saragusa's seat. Uh oh, right. Um, or someone's getting a wedgie. Right. <laughs> it ain't him. It's me. Right. So like little things like that though, and once you go through the stretch, because some guys. Like, this is where I stress, buddy. Like, yeah, right, 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 it, right, 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 I'm, right. I'm always first in line up here at the top, or I'm second. You know, rookies usually don't go up, but I'm second or third. I'm always behind Peyton here in our stretch group, right? Um, and so you don't want guys getting booted out here left or right. You want young guys to feel comfortable. Uh, I don't know if guys are nervous about that like I used to be, but I think you just want to – you want it to look clean. How do you view it? I like everything you're saying. I like everything you're saying. Um, you know what? Uh, you know what I noticed in the couple. And I was thinking of this when you're going through talking about the crispness in the in the six years calling games uh, on football, basketball. You know who had the cleanest warmups? Who? The service academies. Oh, yeah. Like watching Navy basketball warm up and the synchronized nature of it all. Watching Army basketball warm up. It's like always just. And there's probably something to be said for that, right? Of course there is. So. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. I think there's but, value but, in it. But you noticed. I did. You noticed. I did. I did. Right? Quite literally, I can ref- reference it in my mind these years later that how clean it looked. It was different. Right. It you was either, just different. You either noticed uh, if it's like really, really good or really, really bad. Bingo. Right? Bingo. And you, you, know, you don't want to be at the really, really bad. Yeah. And I, I remember in 2012 for the national anthem, um, you know, John Fox, because guys are just kind of all over the place, you know, standing up and just, just you know, um, and, and he's like, hey, guys, let's, let's clean this thing up. Let's, let's all make sure we're on that white line and we can be stretched across. It's just a better look, right? Did, did it mean we're going to win or lose the game or, or we're prepared or not? No, but it just looks better, right? And if it looks better, you know, we feel better about our, our operations yep. and it's just professional. Right, yep. you're a professional team, and that's the way you want it to look. It's an inch. Inches matter. They that's add right. up. All right, uh, we have the Broncos depth chart in our hands for the first time in the 2023 s- season. What did we make? Like what? I, I, not nothing. I'm just it's Thursday. It's late in the show. I'm just going to leave it there. You don't have to swing at every pitch. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying I'm not. What I'm not. did we make of Sean Payton's first depth chart? And what changes do we expect to be made before week one against the Raiders? Take a dive into that coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Hey, farm boy, keep dropping that plow, bailing that hay. Feeding them cows from the roost to crow till another long day is gone. Country on. Hey, big rig, keep clocking in miles, pulling that horn, making us smile, rolling that road down the road all night long. Country on. Hey, cowboy, keep slinging that rope, eating that dirt, wearing that gold, break a leg, rodeo, but just don't break no Just for a little more country on. Gonna have yourself one tonight? Country on. Awesome. <laughs> country on. Oh, single my dad. You're single dad this yeah. week. I love it. Oh. You, you figure that one out. Uh, we can sure use a lot more. All right. Uh, we have the depth chart for the first time uh, in our hands from Sean Payton. And uh, what'd you make of it? What's what what stuck out to you as you look at this depth chart? The the what depth chart? Okay, um, got it, a little sloppy there. Yeah, yeah. Talking about me, um, I think I think it, it was pretty much all offense, the, the offensive side of the football that and there was that you, something stuck out to me really here with the depth chart. It was a tight end position with Troutman ahead of Dolchich, and. Um, the other one was, did we have another one there? Um, or was that really the only one? And, and Albert O being fifth, I think, is the other one at the tight end position. So, uh, Jalil McLaughlin, they got him fifth. That's not a huge surprise. He's a rookie. This is the first depth chart. It's like, okay, it doesn't really mean anything. Um, he could be the, he could be the you know, 
third guy in the game in the preseason game or whatever the case may be. So that doesn't that doesn't tell me anything about Jalil McLaughlin. Like, oh, we thought he was having a good camp, but he must be having a bad camp. Uh, that's that's not what it says to me. It's more like, hey, you're a rookie, and they got a couple of veterans in front of you, so you got to earn your the right to um, be third or fourth on this depth chart. Um, but the one was Troutman a little bit uh, over Dolchich. You know, you heard the Sean Payton. During the offseason, talking about Dolce's possibly being the joker, and it's like, okay, I haven't seen him have a bad camp. He's made a few plays. I haven't seen Troutman like, you know, I, th- I think uh, when you look at Troutman, he's he's a consistent guy, maybe, but he's not a he's not a huge difference maker. You know, he'll catch some balls for you, and he'll be he'll be decent, uh, good in the run game. But Dolce's could be the difference maker in the passing game. Obviously, his limitation is blocking. Right. You know, he's. Um, He's not the best blocker in the run game. So when I look at this, it's kind of, to me, it's probably a, just a maybe a little message to, to Greg. You need to block better, buddy. You know, your blocking's not up to the standards that we need. We want you to be a complete tight end. And um, so I, I think that's what it is. And both and all these guys are going to play. Yeah. When you look at Dolchitz, Troutman, and Manhurts, depending on the personnel grouping and the situation, they're all going to have their roles, it looks like. And um, But so... I um, nothing, nothing really crazy here. I, I don't think, uh, but that that one kind of surprised me. I thought Dolchitz would be the number one guy. You? Well, it, it's one of these things where I think on paper, yeah, the the expectation was Dolchitz to to be the starting tight end uh, when the first depth chart came out. But if you're out at practice every day like we are, Troutman has just got so much run and has done nothing. Um, I haven't seen a, a, a drop pass or any sort of visibly missed assignment or anything like that. He's just he's kind of been rock solid. And then you hear Sean Payton talk about it. He's like he can kind of he's got a, a a legitimate route tree and he can block. And it feels like and who knows what this will look like over the next uh, month because we are one month away from the first Sunday of a full slate of football. Is like if you're Sean Payton and you plan on running the heck out of the ball, is it like? You know, I know Dulcich, and don't 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 be too critical with the grades I'm about to give. But it's like, hey, I know Dulcich is an A minus pass catcher, but I'd rather have a B minus catch pass catcher with a B plus blocker as opposed to an A minus pass catcher with a C minus blocker. Yeah, and, and I think it's a chance for Sean Payton to send a message to that tight end room, and to the wide receivers, and to the running backs. Hey, we need complete players. Right. And yeah, you, you might give us the most upside, like you said, in the passing game. But man, you know, you, you got to be better in the running game. You got to be more of a complete football player to uh, play in my offense. And so I think it's just kind of a, a you know, him being able to also send a little message uh, to the football team and Greg Dolchitz that, hey, you, you got to work on your blocking. It needs to be better if you want to play for me, if you want to play a lot and not just be a specialized tight end in the passing game. It's getting late early for Albert Okuebunam, who's dead last on the depth chart. And I just don't here, – here's what I don't know, and this is a legitimate, uh, honest question. I don't know if this coaching staff has their mind made up on this guy already. Like, what does he have to do in the, tomorrow night to bump himself up the depth chart? Like, I, or, or is it like, we watch this guy's tape. We watch him extensively. I see what I see in camp. I mean, h- handicap him making the football team. Slum to none. I mean, if you're going to throw a percentile on it out of a hundred, my percentile uh, Zachary would be five percent. He makes the team. Wow, I mean, it's, it's so it's not ninety-five percent unlikely. Yeah, wow. I just uh, look. I, I think um, you know they, they've evaluated him on tape from last year. Obviously, I think they saw him in the um, preseason, and they're probably holding out hope that, okay, this guy could be a good blocker. And then once they've seen that he's an awful blocker, yeah. they're just like, We're, there's no way this guy's going to make a team. Yep. He can't block. Yep. He can't be 6'5", 250, and not be able to block. Like, and that's you know, insane, like he's man. an awful blocker. I know. It's not like he's, you know, just serviceable. He is a really bad blocker. So how can I, you be that bad when you're that big if you want to do Orlando. it? If, you, if right. you want to do it, if just, the desire is there to do it, and your professional career is, is potentially hanging on that. Technique, I don't I don't Ask know. Orlando, what are you insinuating? No, ask Orlando because he's a blocker. You know, he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, but he's a good blocker. Yeah, but he like he's seen it. He's seen that. Well, where you've had big guys. Um, that look like they should. You, you probably played next to some tight ends. That well, he, co- he coached McGlinchey. Um, 
Can, can you speak Orlando? D-Mac, can you just, just, no one invited just you yet. I'm just baffled. You know, I turned on the radio yet. today twice while I'm in the car. Oh, I'm yeah. baffled <laughs> by the misrepresentation that's oh, going oh, on. Wow. Oh, wow. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Oh, 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 that, that, that baffling analysis yeah. has been presented by <laughs> ROX Rock sitting in First of all, Adam didn't work yesterday. I turned on the show yesterday. Where the heck were you guys? I thought I was missing a staff meeting. One hour Stokely and Zach was at your guys' show yesterday. Today. That's good. That's I good. thought I was missing okay. an important staff okay. meeting. Um, I worked this show yesterday, so that's where I was. Okay. I put in three hours. Do you put in three hours of radio yesterday? I put so? in um, two. Uh, well, how about you, Zach? I put in four. Two oh. hours at camp, two hours on the air. Oh, oh. 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 So I've had some seven-hour days. Then. That's what's up. Um, so, so what did you hear today? But I'm um, just talking about the the pregame routine and stuff like that, Stoke. I All mean, right, it's, right, right. it's yes. very fitting to me that you would say, "Man, I want to know where I got to line up." What? All of a sudden, the 50 other times that you did a stretch before practice, you're just throwing that out the window now when you get to the game. It's, That's it's, that receiver mindset. It's different. I'm going to go line up in a different spot. And I don't need to line up where I've been lining up for the other 50 times we had practice. I want to line up right beside the quarterback now because guess what? It's game day, huh, Stone? I, I want to be on the camera. <laughs> you got to get close to Peyton. It's the same exact routine that we, those guys have been doing since April. So I don't know why you got to practice but, today. But, no, it's, it's, it's a little bit different because now you're on the game field. You're coming out of the tunnel. You know, which side are you you working on because you only got half the field. So, um, you know, it's just a little bit different. Um, and then also your warm-up drills sometimes are just a little bit different. And then where you line up with your wide receiver coach compared to, you know, to do your little pre-warm-up drills. And then what do we do after that? You know, do we go to seven-on-seven seven and then team? And then do we kick field goals at the end? All this is of KKFN, that stuff. KKFN, KKFN, HDL, Longmont, Denver. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's very rude of you. I was so focused. I was just so focused. Definitely. I just so think that you're – um, you know, you're, you're like, I, I know when I was, when I was, especially when I was a young player, that stuff would give me anxiety just about like where to go, where to line up, where to be. And I think with new guys, and also I think we'd be very critical of Sean Payton if it was looked disorganized and you had some young guys that didn't know where they were going and that were running around in the wrong spot and, and lining up and stretch at the wrong spot. And you have, you know, the defensive side of the guys on that side, and then all of a sudden there's an offensive side. Honestly, offensive guy. honestly I would give Sean Payton a pass for the simple fact that there's 90 guys out there. You're, on game day, there's only going to be 46. This thing's going to get condensed down so much. For me, when I look at this, though, from the time I was at the University of Miami, coming to the Denver Broncos, then going to the Chargers, playing in Washington, I've done the same thing every single time. Uh, okay, we're going to run out as an offensive line. We're going to bring it up. We're going to stretch. And then we're gonna, offensive line, we're going to go down to the back, back of the end zone. You're going to get one run block. You're going to get one pass block. And then the D-line's coming down. You're going to do one pass block, one run block, and that is it. Now we're going to team. It's been the same order of operations in, the, but, in four but, different places for me. I know, but that's not the same way for everyone. Okay, so you know, what, I, what, I, changed, what has changed? Educate me. Uh, because what, to me, it's just like, why the hell well, are we doing well, this? Different sides of the football field. And then uh, different sides of the football field. And then some people like to. But if you're their order, team, their you're, order, you're their, normally the furthest. Their order of operations is different. Like, I've been on teams where we finish with field goal. I've been on teams where we where we finish with punt, you know, during our warm-ups. I've been on teams where, you know, it's it's wide receivers. And then and then we go to seven on seven. So it's it's, you know. I think every coach has like a little bit of a different way that he likes to do things. And on a day like today, what else are you going to do? It's the day before the game. What else are you going to do at practice? So you might as well make sure that all your pregame stuff is this buttoned up. the first up. time you're looking at Arizona. What's you that? You could do a lot of other things. You can try to give these guys the best opportunity to go out there and excel. You guys are talking about Albert O. Um, how about extra film for him? How about, you know, extra walkthrough? How about, you know, walking through the run game because you're going to be out there with the threes tomorrow night? You should dominate because a lot of these guys are going to be on their couch a week and a half from now. Could be, but I think, you know, it's the little things um, should be important. And with the, with the young guys that don't know quite the order of operations and how it's going, you know, the old guys, especially with Sean Payton, he's new. You know, this is his first year here, so it's not like these guys have been with them for three or four years. I don't think it's a big deal. I think they, they want to look sharp. They want to look like they're organized. And, you know, on a day like today, if, if Albert O wants to get some more film, then 
you know, go in after practice or watch it on the plane. I don't, can I, don't, I just get my apologies for being misrepresented? <laughs> well, no, no, I still disagree with you. I was at work yesterday. No, I was going to talk about I no, wasn't at work no, yesterday no. when you, you I, only did two hours. I, no, I said you weren't at the Players Club yesterday. Did you do the Players Club? I heard Orlando wasn't at work yesterday. Yes. No. That's how it came up. I meant for the Players Club. That's what I meant because Zach was saying, y'all, you said it yesterday. I said you didn't say it yesterday because you weren't on the Players Club yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I apologize for saying that Thank you weren't you, at work because you did work to drive. It. You know what my favorite part of your show today was? Coming in and hearing about handsome older men. Just uh, hearing about handsome older men. I think you were going to talk about handsome older women, but then you oh, pivoted yes. to yeah, handsome. Yeah, yeah. But we were talking about Albert O. Is like, older uh, like, like, like he's he's one of these guys where it's just like you, you, you see a handsome older, uh, you know. Uh, well, I, I like to pivot. No, we went to handsome older men. Handsome yeah. a man, beautiful woman. They're single, but they're not trying to be. And it's like, how are they? What's, what, what am I missing? I'm missing something. Albert Okuwebenam produced in the SEC uh, to a level that was – one of the best touchdown catchers for a tight end in the history of the SEC. When you were thinking about ha- handsome older man, was it just stink in your mind, or where where, where were you? It was like a, a Richard Greer type. Richard Greer, you know, Richard Greer, handsome older man. Yeah, yeah. Is, is, you know, couldn't couldn't make it go with Cindy Crawford. No, no. Was, was that a thing at one point? That's at that point it was. Okay. Yeah, I believe okay. it was. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on with Richard Greer these it's days. Like Albert Albert O. Like there's something seriously missing. He's six foot five, two sixty, produced in the best college conference in the country. Yeah, yeah. Yet every team passed on him at least four times. Um, you know, he runs a like a four four. Yeah. Um, and he, he's not going to make the football team. Why, why isn't he married? Why why is you know what's going on? Um, maybe he just understands that he's handsome. Some guys don't understand. Hey, I that's am enough. Handsome. I want. Yes. I want to ride this thing out a little bit. This is a one trick pony. That's why I, that's why I spe- specifically was like, you're not trying to be. Like you're not trying to be single. And I think mm. we've all met those people. Like what? Like what? What are we missing there? What are we missing? He's just at dinner with a date and just not saying anything. He's just not even trying. Just look, look how handsome I am. You know? Just look, look at me. You know? He's just um, weighing his options, d He's about to get cut is what he's about to do unless yeah. something uh, significant turns around. Yeah. You know, you, you guys asked me a question when I first got here. and It's, it's just it's not in some guys as far as putting their hand in the dirt and saying, you know, I'm going to battle this person and I'm going to make this person concede. That's what I've seen out of Alberto. It's not in him. He doesn't want to do it. He's yeah. never wanted to do it. I don't see the desire. And it's just that's so that's crazy, though, it. because it's it's literally hold, holding him back from being the legitimate professional football player that a lot of people thought he could be, and it's um, blocking. In my opinion, and I never played in the NFL, but I'm just speaking freely, blocking is kind of like rebounding. Yeah. Half of it is desire oh, yeah. and effort and oh, positioning. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if you meet that requisite, you can kind of figure it out if you're so good at these other stuff when you're big and fast and you're a pass catcher. But the fact that he can't check that box and he's fifth on the depth chart is like, holy moly. Maybe he just what? doesn't want it, man. Like that Johnny Manziel documentary. If I got to watch oh, that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Did you watch it too? Yeah. Okay, that it, might be tonight. Uh, he he clearly just, uh, this is not a spoiler. He clearly just didn't want to play football anymore. Yeah. Not really. Not really. He liked elements of it when it was easy, but he did not like the work that it takes to be a professional. And I don't know that he ever liked the work that it ever took. I don't think, I think it was so. In high school, I, I think college, right. like it was easy I, to him. Some, know, some things came easy to just him. Just finding out, like it's something so easy. Right? When we talk about like watching film, you would like when I played in the NFL, I watched seven games of the person that I was getting ready to go against. So from Tuesday on, I would find a way to get from Tuesday through Saturday night. It was seven games. I was going to watch that individual in seven different games. He watched zero. He watched zero at the quarterback. Period. Yeah, I saw that. Zero. As, like, as, a, as a quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Zero. Like his film hours. His zero. study, his play is in the playbook, yeah. you know. So with him, he's just riding out. But Some maybe guys Albert get o, by man. with yeah. talent. Maybe just that's based Albert off of the talent. What Albert O should have did after year one, even after year two, heck, even after year three, he just said, I'm not going to catch a pass. I'm not going to run a route in the offseason. All I'm going to do is I'm going to find me a facility that uh, is going to allow us to bring our helmet and shoulder pads, and I'm just going to run on my run block and my pass block. That's all he should do because if he could get that down, the kid could be a flat-out star. He could create mismatches every day of the week. Like, I mean, every single game that you go into, and I look at the Broncos this year, they got 17 games, right? I can see where Albert O could be useful in every single one of these games. Right. 
Yeah, guess who cared about the offseason? Cortland Sutton apparently Cortland. cared about the offseason. Russell Wilson cared about the offseason. Albert O did get numbers in the SEC at Missouri that wasn't exactly taking the SEC by storm, but, you know, he put up numbers there with Drew Locke. Yep. I don't know, We'll man. be starting tonight on NFL Network. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, also, um, games tonight, Daddy Duty, good luck. Heard, yep, you, heard yep, you earlier. Yep. Uh, Phil Mickelson. I, wow. I, 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 It's insane. I, a billion. A billion. A billion dollars. Somebody's got a problem. With a, with a billion dollars, but a hundred million in losses. So... Is that pretty good? <laughs> where where do you actually put that? Yeah, so it's, the thing like if you're if you're betting if you're if you're betting just um you know this or that, like the total over under or the spread or whatever, like it's it's kinda like flipping a coin, you uh, know, and because Vegas is making it easy as possible. So I could see a world if he bet a billion and he walked away with a hundred million in losses, because you're you're winning some of those bets. Uh, um that's just unconscionable because he never he never made a hundred million on the course. I mean, to keep it in well, perspective, wouldn't it be like in your life you bet a thousand dollars and overall you lost a hundred? Yeah, I yeah. mean that's yeah. not bad. Every yeah. person I've ever talked to about Las Vegas says if you leave even, you've had a great week. That's right, right? Yes. So, hey, so he's <laughs> down ten percent, <laughs> but it's all, all right. <laughs> okay, I mean it's all relative, right? Yeah. So he's down ten percent of his overall gamblings. It just so happens that number is a hundred million dollars, and, and and that's just according to uh, who's it? Billy Walters, uh, I think the name is the the, the world famous gambler, right? Um, but he had another outfit that he bet through as well. So who really knows what the real number is? But that was, I mean, F- Phil made ninety six million on the course in winnings. Yeah, even if you said he made three times that off the course. Which he did. He made tons in endorsements. He was always one of the biggest endorsers in the world. No doubt. Yeah. He, was a, he was a darling uh, in the advertising world. But even if you said he made $400 million. And I think that's probably about right. It could be. It could be. Um, but that's like, and you're gambling a billion? Yeah. Uh, and, you're, and you tried to put four hundred k on the Ryder Cup? But that means he's had some big wins, too. Totally. You know, he's totally. had some crazy wins to get it all the way to a billion dollars. While his life savings is maybe five hundred million, or life earnings is five hundred million, maybe more. Who knows? Yeah, he said, according but, to him, that he's close to being a billionaire again and hasn't bet in years. Oh, is that right? Yes. So right. He responded to well, a Twitter he was, comment. He was quick to jump on that live tour, though, man. No doubt, so, two hundred you know, million. Yeah, man. He he needed some reasons to go over there, man. And and when you're betting in those amounts, and they're saying over a thirty year period, so through ninety percent of that time, it's illegal. You're betting through offshore mob stuff, and man, you who dicey life, no doubt, no no doubt, dicey no life. Doubt. That's a, that's a wild book that that guy wrote, though, huh? I cannot wait to read it. Yeah, I cannot wait to read it. All right, well, good luck on Daddy Duty. Thank you. Get him get him focused. Just, yes, just for the night. Uh, well, last night too. Uh, tonight it's back to school. School night. starting. So, and my wife's a teacher, so she's she's at her school. Last night she was at his school. Um, so yeah, it'll be um, it'll be me and the kiddos and watching preseason football and yeah, hanging out. Hey, go Cherry Creek School District, bro. Let's yes. go. Yep. Let's go Cherry Creek. All right. Well, we're off and rolling this gorgeous day, and yeah, we have uh, the Broncos to talk about, but no training camp. Uh, The depth chart, sure, interesting. The tight end situation and much, much more. This is The Drive on the Fan.